So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help women just like you from around the world do the same with my one-on-one private coaching program. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to getting alcohol out of your way that breaks all the rules, life-enhancing tools that make not drinking exciting and joyful, and the profound and sacred journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. This show is not a substitution for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a medical professional if your alcohol consumption is at risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Welcome back to the show, my beautiful listeners. It's Mary Wagstaff. How you doing today? You hanging in there? Want to take a couple deep breaths together? Okay, we're going to do it. Do it with me. And when you do this this time, I want you to breathe in and draw your shoulders up to your ears. Now, don't just listen. Don't just fast forward. Really do this. Draw your shoulders up to your ears. Squeeze your shoulders up. Inhale. And then when you exhale, drop your shoulders. That feel good. Just let it fall down. Two more. Inhale. Squeeze up. Pause a little bit with the breath at the top. Exhale. Let the shoulders just drop. One more. Breathe in. Squeeze. Lift through the belly. And exhale. Ha. Just becoming present, letting whatever was here before fade away, whatever's to come be a mystery, but now you have some space. You can do that exercise with your whole body. It's just called tension release. I'm sure some of you have done it where you squeeze, squeeze, squeeze everything. You like purse your lips, squeeze your butt, make fists, point your toes. You squeeze, squeeze, squeeze everything. Hold your breath. Inhale, 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 pause, squeeze. And then you... That's a really um, powerful thing to do 
before you go to bed is to do that three different times. Um, you can do it with the top part of your body first, then the lower part of your body, and then the whole body together. So let me know if you try it and see what happens. Um, just gives this little squeeze to the blood, to your organs, to your nervous system. It brings your, all of your attention online and then ha, you just let go. And now you're still in the present moment feeling relaxed. What I wanted to talk about today was your get out of jail free card. This is so tricky and It's very, very prevalent when you are trying to change your relationship to alcohol, especially when you are still in kind of the decision-making process of, uh, am I going to not drink forever, right? And this is a, a hard one sometimes because if you just think about that thought in a thought is a question also, it creates confusion. It creates ambivalence. It's not really grounded into anything. Right. And so when you haven't made a decision about how you'll know, or if you have some parameters around that, you know, at least giving yourself like one clue or one, you know, um, I don't know, kind of expectation in in your life. Like what is the unconditional circumstance that I would allow myself to have a drink in while I'm in the process of changing my relationship to alcohol, right? And then let that be like, and let it be really dramatic and big um, and let that be the thing, you know, say you, you, the loss of a loved one or something like that. But what happens is even when people say that most of the time going through this process, that's not usually when they want to drink or like say, um, one drink if I am on the beach or something like that. Right. But the the thing is, is that we're never, there's never a time where it's, fully off the table because in every single moment you're making a decision, but it's really hard to embody that at the beginning because your thoughts are so prevalent around alcohol that it feels like, you know, that's going to be torture, right? It's like, oh my gosh, am I always going to want to want to drink? So you're in this place of ambivalence about, I don't know if I want to give it up forever. What does that mean? What does that even look like? Right? And so I would say make a decision and what I like to tell my clients is take it down to the studs and know that I'm not going to have a drink until saying no in pretty much every situation doesn't invoke a visceral response, doesn't invoke an emotion that I can actually feel, right? You know, or that I'm, that the thoughts are no longer present and I'm, you know, not even consciously choosing to not drink anymore, right? I would say then from that place, if something comes up, you'll know you're making more of a conscious decision about it. Like for me right now, there are no urges 
and I don't think about alcohol besides for work, but you know, on my daily, I don't notice it at the store anymore. Um, there aren't things that trigger me in the world. It's just, it's literally no longer a choice because the desire is gone. So once the desire is gone, you're not making a choice anymore. So if I was to decide to drink, it would be 100% just like I would decide to, you know, have a glass of water. Um, and usually once you get to that place, it's just like, well, you know, I don't want to. So while you're in indecision with your open-ended result, you have tucked away in your subconscious this get out of jail free card, right? That the habit of alcohol is just waiting. It's kind of like hiding behind the corner, like poking its head out through the like curtains. <laughs> and it is waiting for the opportunity. And it's so, it can be so innocent and so subtle, right? Um, where it's going to give you the excuse that, oh, it's, you know, this really light beer, someone offered it to me, or, you know, this, I'm, there's all of this wine here. I'm at a wedding. It won't hurt. Or, um, you know, someone randomly came over and I just asked if they wanted to have a drink, right? So there's all of these ways, um, that the habit will kind of hold an urge and hold this get out of jail free card for you. A lot of times it can even be like, you know, you have an event to go to, you know, you're not going, you know, you haven't been going out to happy hour. You're just kind of playing it safe a little bit. And, uh, you are drinking at home, but you know, (laughs) in two weeks that there's a dinner party, right? And it's like, you haven't yet decided and you have that open-ended result. So this is you being really, 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 really honest with yourself. Like knowing that you are just have this kind of ambivalence, right? Where it's, it's not really an urge, but you also, you know, aren't saying no. This is the sneakiest part of the habit. So you really have to know that this is going to happen, that there's going to be a time where it feels pretty innocent, um, or, you know, there's just the perfect storm of circumstances and you cave. Now this doesn't, This isn't bad. This isn't right. This isn't wrong, but it's so subtle and it feels so innocent. And even, you know what, the next day, and this happens to most of my clients, you're not, you know, you've been practicing a while. You feel really good about your progress and you're not experiencing that same shame. Maybe you didn't over drink even, right? And so why is this a problem, right? Well, it's not really a problem because problems are only thoughts if you decide they are. But what this does is it reinforces that pathway. It reinforces the the thought that created that desire and it gives that part of your brain some more information about how the habit of alcohol can stick around. And once you start letting one thing be okay, 
then it's kind of can become a snowball effect, right? We know it's, it can be kind of a slippery slope, um, you know, where you go on vacation and you say, oh, you're only going to have one drink with this person at this time. And then before you know it, you're, you know, drinking every day. And that's not what we want because you have done so much work, right? Um, so the best way to really nip this in the bud is to first see where your thoughts are about for forever, right? See where your thoughts are about Am I going to stop drinking forever? And what shows up for you, right? What kind of emotions does that create? And like I, uh, we talked about with the, you know, it's bad for me, the, the words or spells episode, that is, you know, a similar thing that you can do with this. And you can really see where are all your objections and just see if they're true. Do they matter? Are they problems that even matter? Right. And say it doesn't, the goal here isn't to, you know, have a a life just free of alcohol. That's not really what the goal is. The goal is that you change your desire for alcohol right? And when you change your desire for alcohol, then you change the action of drinking, right? So I want you to think about the distinction of that, of thinking that the the goal is, I'm never going to drink again. Oh my God, I can't imagine that, right? I remember being in that place of just like not even being able to fathom what that would even be like. It's so powerful. It's so strong. Like I totally know where you're at, but I want you to know that when you do the thought work and you start shifting your perspective to look at things from a different lens, it becomes less of a big deal. So I'm not changing. I'm not saying never to a drink forever. What I'm doing is changing my desire for alcohol changing the amount of space that it takes up in my brain. And to do this, you have to create new pathways, right? I'm not reinforcing the habit. I'm creating new pathways. And that sounds way better than just saying, I'm never going to drink again, right? Like, um, you are, you're getting alcohol out of your way. Like it's in your way. It's blocking you. It is a friggin' brick wall, right? And it's creating more problems in your life. It's getting in the way of a lot of other things, but we know that those, those statements don't work. So I just want you to do, to reiterate to yourself, I'm changing my desire to alcohol, right? I'm lessening my desire to alcohol and building new pathways towards resilience, emotional intimacy, a better relationship with myself, right? So look at all of your objections that are kind of open-ended about like quitting drinking essentially or alcohol-free. I don't want to be a sober person, right? Like I don't want to, I don't consider myself a sober person. I don't consider myself in recovery. I hate labels. I think that they are pointless. No, I'm just joking. If you labels serve you, then that's amazing. I just see myself as a human and anything that comes after I am is just very limiting. Um, and then you own it, right? It's like, if you tell yourself that again and again and again, like I'm, I don't say I'm in recovery. I just say I'm awakening. That's what I really think recovery is, is, is an awakening. And I think that you can be 
in recovery from just (laughs) the delusions and distortions of society. So see where your thoughts are about making like a firm statement about alcohol. And then what's on the other side of that, right? What are you saying yes to? So write all of those down, right? Better relationship with myself, emotional intimacy, mental hygiene, right? Taking better care of my body. So this is a similar exercise, but we're just looking at a different circumstance, the circumstance of forever. And then inside of that, you'll know where you're giving yourself a get out of jail free card, right? Like if you are lessening your desire to drink, Every time you that you let the habit sneak in, and it's not like you know, it, it, unplanned, you're reinforcing a pathway, and you're you're letting that like little sneaky part of the habit have power, and you're not owning it with conviction, right? It's like we said we weren't going to do this. This isn't even, especially when it's kind of a last minute thing. A lot of the times, it's like. And I'm not saying that there's ever any circumstances that like are really quote unquote worth it, but if it's just random, like, I mean, at least save it for, (laughs) at least save it for the beach, right? And a margarita. I mean, that's just my subjective interpretation, but you know, seriously, like if it's just random on a one-off chance, like, no, like, just like, no, this isn't worth it. A question I like to ask myself if that comes up for you when you're when you're thinking about using your get out of jail free card, and a lot of times people like I'll have clients are like, oh, but it's just like, how do I stop myself in the minute? It's like, come on, you're you're not drinking, right? Like this is what we're doing. This should be your number one priority right now. And if you're like ordering a wine, you know you're not doing what you what you set out to do. What will change? What about this situation will be different right now? right? And if it's something that you have control over, if it's like, well, I won't have to pay attention as much to this conversation or I'll be able to handle being with these people, like do something about it. Take personal responsibility and get out of there, right? Or tell someone to leave, like whatever it is, make a choice, make a decision, you know, be a mature adult and, and say no. Right. Um, and that's really what it takes. And so the objections can also be like people pleasing, being polite, so on and so forth. And that's for another episode, but just like take your control where you have control, be responsible for the results of your life. Right. Even if it's a little uncomfortable, but be on to your get out of jail free card. And, and, and I really think that that stems from the open-ended result of, is this going to be forever? And like, you're just still so wishy-washy about that, right? But decide what it is going to be. Like, if it's not that I'm never going to have a drink again, but how will you know when you've reached that point, right? That el- that el- I'm not. W- I wake up feeling amazing. That alcohol is not consuming my life anymore. Right. That I'm like no longer fighting with my partner <laughs> on a daily basis. Right. Or we're like having better sex. I mean, I don't know. Like, what is your marker of really why you want to change this? Because we know it's not just about the action of drinking, but it's going to be about the result that you have in your life. So look. Look in your brain for what you want that to be for you. For me, I wanted to not want alcohol on a daily basis. I was like, 
I need to not want this because it is consuming everything. And until that happens, then you're saying no, and you're going to own that and you're going to honor that. Now, you can plan ahead of time, like if you know you have that one party, instead of letting the sneaky um, habit or the, you know, that like little sneaky get out of jail free card come in, you can plan it, but really be, you know, diligent. Like I'm going to have one glass because the urges will build up in anticipation of an event, even if it's months away. But if you're doing this work, diligently, chances are you will have uncovered some habits. And especially if it's even weeks away, it's like, hopefully you've changed some of your, you know, your mindset and you've been processing emotions and urges enough to be able to move through it. So I hope this helped be on to yourself, step into that power position of that amazing, beautiful, intelligent, strong human that you are with brain, heart, consciousness, right? Really be the witness to yourself and hold sacred space for yourself. Have your own back. I love you. I think you're amazing. Have a wonderful week. If a life of deeper self-mastery and feminine embodiment is calling you, but alcohol is the one constant in your way, I want to invite you to check out my one-on-one coaching program. It's your opportunity to apply the tools and principles from the show to your life one step at a time. Together, we create the safe and sacred container to explore the habit of alcohol, the power of choice, and awaken your inner light. Schedule a complimentary alignment session where I will help you uncover the next best step for you on your journey of discovering what's possible on the other side of alcohol. Follow the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com. I can't wait to connect.